0: Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Woke by Accident podcast. It is a weekly chat about socially conscious topics impacting the culture. I'd like to extend my gratitude in you listening to this podcast. It means everything to me, and I hope it is clear that this subject matter is so important to me. I care about our people, our future, and making a positive change in this nation. This episode is powered by Poddex. Do you find it difficult to come up with content ideas for your podcast? Or perhaps you've gotten stuck during an interview with a guest where you just have nothing more to ask. Try Poddex today. Poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, interviews, engaging discussions for your live streams and even social media content ideas with this tool you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests just shuffle the cards pick one at random hit the record button and get started now you can make better content have more fun while you're at it and get your viral moment all with Poddex. Head over to Poddex.com and use code C4C. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Woke by Accident Podcast. And this episode is especially for the content creators of Color Collective. Welcome. Today, I wanted to provide an update in a matter related to the Brianna Taylor matter. And so Brett Hankinson one of the Louisville Kentucky former police officers is facing his trial for recklessly endangering the neighbors of the apartment where Brianna Taylor resided during the night of the police raid that killed Brianna Taylor on March 13th of 2020. And if we don't recall the original incident. Brianna Taylor was a 26 year old African American woman who was fatally shot in her Louisville, Kentucky apartment on March 13th, 2020, when officers John Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Colesgrove of the Louisville Metro Police Department forced entry into the apartment as a part of the investigation into a drug dealing operation the officers said they announced themselves as the police before they forced entry but her boyfriend Kenneth Walker states that he did not hear the announcement and thought the officers were intruders he fired a warning shot at them the warning shot did hit one of the officers Mattingly in the leg and the officers fired 32 shots in return. Walker was unhurt, but Taylor, who was behind Walker in the apartment, was hit by six bullets and died. According to the police, Taylor's home was never searched. On June 23rd, 2020, the Louisville Metro Police Department fired Hankinson, and this is uh, the matter that we're discussing now, Brett Hankinson for blindly firing through the covered patio and window of Taylor's apartment. So, to give perspective, he was outside of the apartment. He wasn't one of the officers that was at her door with the battering ram. He was outside and literally firing blindly outside of the apartment. And so as you can imagine, he's firing not into a single family dwelling, but an apartment building where other individuals reside and, you know, possibly putting them in danger. And that's what this charge is about, endangering the neighbors in particular. So, as a result, he was fired on June 23rd. 2020 for blindly firing through the apartment. On September 15th Louisville agreed to pay the Taylor family 12 million. On September 23rd a state grand jury indicted Brett Hankinson on the three counts of wonton endangerment for endangering the neighbors with his shots. None of the other officers involved in the raid have been charged in Taylor's death. So he was the only one to face any charges, in this with this, and that's what this particular case is about. And according to the information about the case, Coastgrove was determined to have fired the fatal shot that killed Taylor. So, back to the update. So Brett Hankinson, who was dismissed several months after the March 2020 raid, is facing three charges of the wanton endangerment. After firing 10 shots during the operation, the former chief of Louisville Metro Police Department said that Hank blindly fired his shots and that several bullets entered the neighbor's apartment, endangering the three people who were sleeping there one being a pregnant woman, her husband, and their five year old child. And this information comes from the New York Times online, and you know, in the trial, and you can find this on, information online, They, uh, the State Assistant Attorney General Barbara Maines Whaley said and during the open statements this case is not about Brianna Taylor and who was responsible for her death. This case is about the neighbors who are Cody Etherson and Chelsea Knapper and their son. One of the significant uh, details mentioned from the neighbors who were witnesses to this ordeal was that was the way that they described that scene of events you know hankinson fired 10 bullets into their patio door and the bullet struck a soap dish a table and a sliding glass door so this neighbor uh has, there's a quote from him. To me, a professional, a well-trained officer should have had floor plans, the blueprints. They didn't even know whose back door it was. They didn't know who lived there. It was just kind of reckless to me. And that's interesting. You know, in the movies, we, we do see police officers and they have the blueprints and things like that. And they know exactly where they're going. And that, you know, appeared not to be the case in this matter and if you research the facts of the case, the Louisville Metro Police Department's investigations targets were Jamarcus Glover and Adrian Walker, not related to Kenneth Walker. And this Jamarcus Glover was a ex-boyfriend of Brianna Taylor. And they listed her apartment for this no-knock warrant because she had received a package from him in the past. And they suspected that since she received some Amazon package from him or for him in the past, that possibly there could be drugs there, even though she had severed the relationship and was in a, you know an entirely in different relationship with Kenneth Walker. And also, Jamarcus Glover was already in custody at the time of this raid, which is another kind of shocking factor of the case. And then as I look at the information that we're seeing with this Hankinson trial, it'll be interesting to know, since it's just getting started, if any of the details that come up in this trial will reveal anything that could set the stage for a Brianna Taylor trial for Coast Grove or Mattingly. you know that would be interesting to see too because that's what the family of Brianna Taylor uh, really wanted was justice for her. you know this trial is not um, justice for her. It is a not it is not about her death. it is about the wanton endangerment. You know as we've mentioned before but we definitely want to pay attention to every detail as it is all related as you see details unfold that we were not aware of before and then there's one other update that I want to share that is related and this concerns the circuit judge who signed the Breonna Taylor search warrant. So Judge Mary Shaw, who was the judge who signed the warrant in March of 2020 for the search warrant, which resulted in the death of Breonna Taylor, she is seeking re-election. And so um, this year she has drawn an opponent. I guess previously she had not... She had not faced any opposition. And this year there are two candidates who have filed against Shaw attorneys Tracy Davis and Christine Miller. And uh, this information comes from the Courier Journal. And it states that initially Shaw was criticized, accused of rubber stamping the warrants for the five raids on the night Breonna Taylor was killed, and the detective who obtained them was later fired for lying on an affidavit to get them. Shaw, who states she faced death threats after Breonna Taylor was killed, says opposition can be expected for an elected position, and, and declined to speculate on why she was the sole incumbent challenged. So she's the only uh, judge for the uh, county, of, I guess there's 17 judges up for re-election and she's the only one with an opponent is what this article is stating. And it, it totally has something to do with that matter. It looks like um, it should have been questioned previously, especially if you know, a detective was fired behind the affidavit. Um, yeah, that doesn't sound right. So it may be time to get a, a new judge on the bench there that's an interesting factor when uh time for elections in your local town sometimes it's time sometimes it's you know a good move to get some of these judges out of there you see these judges; they just sit year after year after year and um you know they just want to check the boxes but sometimes look up how they you know their record and if It doesn't look right (laughs) you know it's time for a change even to get some new blood in there so yeah I thought that was interesting that the judge Mary Shaw who signed the warrant you know she is facing a re-election so um, we'll see how that goes and uh, obviously there'll be more updates as the Hankinson trial is just getting started so we will keep you guys informed and i thank you for listening as always take care at this time we're going to go ahead and conclude the episode we greatly appreciate you listening we invite you to follow us on social media on instagram it is woke by accident podcast on twitter it is woke by on facebook it is woke by accident podcast we also have the new website up www.wokebyaccident.net please check us out and also follow us on all of your favorite streaming platforms and please leave a review and share feedback you can also reach out by gmail wokebyaccident at gmail.com And every time you listen, we appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening and take care.